Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> sibling rivalry. That's good. We were lucky enough to talk to Bert Kreischer, Cotty, and Annie. Bert is such a funny comedian. Oh, my God. You got to watch his show, actually, on Netflix. I think it's called Cabin. It's something like that. Anyway, it's hysterical. He brings all of these comedians up to this cabin and does all this crazy shit with them. It's, it's really funny. Obviously, Bert is, the, is common, commandeers. He, he's got a lot to say. The guy, the guy doesn't seem like he's able to keep quiet. And we soon learned maybe why, you know. Sometimes I, I find comedians, when, you, when we... Uh, talk to comedians and their families that there is a lot of interesting material, which clearly is why they're comedians. <laughs> it's like, you know, and in this one, there was a lot, we had a lot of talk about anxiety, which I, I, you know, Ollie, we, when we were done with our, you know, two hour sesh with them, that was the one thing we talked about. We wanted to say like, let's bring that up in the intro that anxiety was a huge part of this interview, big theme, and how how common it is. And I think that people are more apt to be open nowadays with some of these feelings 
but I still think it's a, it's a scary thing to admit. Um, and there are levels of anxiety, you know? I mean, there's your just day-to-day feeling anxious for something, having fear. I mean, I, I went through a period where it was just debilitating. It, 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 was, it came in waves, you know? waves of insanity and then I'd kind of get a little bit better but I wasn't able to leave my house I mean I was I was feeling it and everyone all three of all three of these siblings they they had they were experiencing anxiety I mean I think they still do I think they try to keep it at bay you know Bert would have these anxiety attacks when he was younger but he didn't know what they were and and the parents didn't know it was anxiety at all which probably is pretty similar to you, Oliver, at times, I bet you had a lot of anxiety that, that nobody really knew was anxiety, you know? I think it's, it's there's a theme happening in humanity. <laughs> I don't know why we're all fucking so anxious, but, you know, we are. But it was a, it was a, a wonderful conversation. Bert loves to talk, so he basically talked the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but I love how open Bert is. And, you know, it's, it, but the thing is, he took over in the beginning, right, and we were kind of waiting to hear from the sisters. Towards the end, though, they they seemed to they seemed to you know they were more comfortable expressing their opinions, and maybe Bert gave them a little bit of a little bit of space to say what they needed to say. But you know, what a great family! Just cool, a cool group. But we had great a great talk about the te- you know teenagers and. And this crazy world we're living in right now. Yeah, obviously, they love each other like crazy. You can you can just tell, and they're great supports for each other, and it's fun, man. It's nice to see it. It's nice to see. Yeah. So here is Bert, Annie, and Cotty Kreischer. My name's Bert Kreischer. I'm a stand-up comedian. Uh, this is my sister, Annie Kreischer. She's two years younger than me. This is my sister, Cotty Kreischer. She's an accident. My parents had <laughs> sex after mowing the lawn one day. She walked in on them, and then we got this. Um. <laughs> but it's a really, you know, it's a really fantastic dynamic because, and by the way, I will overshare, and you'll watch my sister's yeah. cringe, is, yeah. um, you know, a period of time, our parents, our parents split up, and and it kind of really brought the three of us really close together. At the time, I was in... Tallahassee at Florida State. Annie was at TCU. No, what's TCU? No, no, TCC. What's it? No, what's the? I was at Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, and then we all ended up <laughs> in Tallahassee. And then Cotty was in like ten years old at the time, and oh, she just dumb. and she just drove up to school with me and lived with me for a month while my parents were going through that. And so at one point we were all in Tallahassee together, and she should have been in grade school. <laughs> That's wow. crazy. But, yeah, but, but it, your parents it, your parents divorced and then they got back together. They split up, took some time apart, and uh, and then got back together for better or for worse. <laughs> Are they still together now? Oh yeah, they're still together. <laughs> oh man, they okay. Wait, we gotta go. We gotta go, We gotta work ourselves to this. So yeah. you're born in Florida, yeah, St. Petersburg, yeah. And your sister comes along. Did you have the Oliver moment of like, what the fuck just happened? I should be the only person in this house. No, although that is my personality. That is definitely mm-hmm. my personality. I think, uh, I, you know, I think that people knew so so little about raising weird kids back then that. Uh, that they just kind of, I think we were really close too. Yeah, we were close. Uh, and so I, there was, 
and I was just some weird kid who called himself Wild Boy and lived in a speedo or a or a or, yeah, like and and I just only wore speedos and and was this like at, tried to like my as name a toddler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, up until I think up until like I was ten years Three old. Years ago, Bert it seems to be the guy that. I wish I was. You know what I mean? It's it's my inner my inner self there. I love the speedo sort of wild. What what would you what were you what was your what were you called again? Wild, wild boy. There was a very popular uh, there was a very popular show um, on television around the Sid and Marty Croft genre called Wild Boy and Bigfoot, and mm-hmm. it's the only if you ever run into someone that remembers that show, all of a sudden you bond with that man immediately. And you're like, hold on, you remember Bigfoot and Wild Boy? And they're like, are you fucking kidding me? I was Wild Boy. And then you're like, I was Wild Boy too. So I was definitely Wild Boy. <laughs> so the age difference between you guys is 10 years then. So the youngest to the oldest is 10 years. Yeah. I was 10 when she was born. She was eight. Their relationship is insanely close. Like they're sisters, but they're really, I mean, they mm. lived together when they first moved to LA and now they live uh, uh, on condos above each other, above below each oh, other. Oh wow! Yeah, it's not weird to us. Like the way mm-hmm. we are. Like when my wife had to enter the family, we have a nickname for each other. We call each other Big Team. It's our mm-hmm. uncle gave it to us, and we thought it was so ridiculous that we started making fun of it, and then it became who we called each other. Big Team. And yeah, and I remember at one point, Leanne was like, "Am I going to be a part of Big Team?" And we were like, "No, no way! Like, no, we're Big." <laughs> You're not, you can be friends with big team, but you can't be a part of big team. Like we're big team. Yeah. And I, and I was like, I was like, that's even rude for you to ask. And then I think she was like, well, look at the pit viper trying to get in on big team. And then we started calling my wife pit viper. <laughs> she didn't like that. <laughs> well, so you guys grew up, so you grew up in Tampa Bay. I mean, my, from what I know is, well, first of all, congratulations on the Super Bowl win. I know that's probably if they, exciting. If they care, I mean, is that your t- is that the team? Is that t- how you could still you not Tampa care? Fans? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It made it worth watching, but I mean, not married to the team. <laughs> right. I am. I am as <laughs> a young man. Excited. As a young man who was a Bucks fan when they sucked, I am. I was extremely happy. Yeah. Good. I would, but to me, Tampa. I mean, I I was there. Um, once for spring training and i kept thinking to myself like i wonder what it must be like to grow up in tampa like what is there to do uh well it it revolves around the bucks a lot a lot um but also you have like ybor city it's just like lined with bars and clubs and restaurants so you kind of that's kind of what you did if you went out you went to ybor city which was also a little it could be a little shady too you know, so like you when did, we grew up, Ebor City was really yeah, like, shady. And when you, way. it was really for you. Bad, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Oh, you never ventured off the main strip. Yeah. And then when I started doing stand up, they opened up an improv in Ebor City. And I was like, fuck that. And my dad's mm-hmm. like, oh, you should go, buddy. It's actually pretty nice. Yeah, no, they started and, redoing a lot. And now it's like, it's been Disneyfied and it's, it's lost its thumbprint of this authentic, you know, Ebor City was where all the Cuban immigrants came and moved and started rolling cigars. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. all their big, big, the old Tam- the Tampa Improv was a cigar factory, and so it was like a literally a big cigar factory. That's cool. And so, um, so it's cool. It's really cool architecture, really cool heritage, yeah. but it's kind of been subtracted out with the wet willies and the you know. Was there a lot of structure growing up, meaning with your parents, or was it pretty free for all? I don't know. It wasn't like free for all, 
but we we're not like the most structured of people. I think I got structure. No, you didn't. I definitely got fucking structure. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't allowed well, to have I a. I didn't get structure. You got no I structure. Got none. Yeah, you <laughs> she got such little structure. She would wake up at two in the morning and start vacuuming, looking for structure. <laughs> <laughs> she would oh wake God, up. What's that noise? You're like, it's just my sister vacuuming. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was gonna say it's kind of like a great strategy as a parent like don't do any it's like the reverse psychology you know you end up having like right. a super structured kid right fend for uh, yourself right oh, I had out. zero structure I remember telling my parents I was like just ask me to make my bed and they're like all right make your bed I was like no get no like really want me to they're like we really want you to make your bed and I was the one that cleaned the house. Oh like, God! I was like, you're like, you're I like was, creating a chore chart seriously. with like your own stars. Yeah. <laughs> she punished herself. Yeah. Oh, punished herself. Myself to my room. So what did your parents do? My my dad is a, a lawyer. I I really couldn't tell you what my dad does to this day. He's a lawyer. No, he's a lawyer. But like Real I estate. no yeah but I know but I tried to explain it to someone and I got it wrong. Uh and and then my my mom was in a teacher and is now in early childhood development. So there's an analyzation on anything you do. My mom could break it down and figure out why you do that. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yet Oh, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Analyzing. a much better much better grandmother than she was mom. I was telling that someone that the other day. I was like, "Oh, she's like a extremely active I this by the way, I was, I just said this the other day and they were like, "For real?" My mom was a very, very active grandma, still is, literally flies out. During COVID, I had my tour bus pick her up, take her out. They wanted to be here. But as a mom growing up, I don't. she wasn't necessarily an active mother. She's going to hate hearing this. She's going to hate hearing mm -hmm. that you're saying it wrong. She, yeah. well, let well, me just say what I say, okay. and then okay. you correct me. Okay. Yeah. My, my visualization of mom growing up is looking at her, look, her looking off into space and going like this. Yeah, she did do that. Yeah, like that's like, but I don't. She, I don't remember like getting on the floor and playing with me as a kid. Well, no, because I think well, that was like back in the seventies too. Yeah. So it like stuff is totally different now with parenting. Like now yeah. she gets down with the kids. She's playing with the mm -hmm. kids. I mean, she literally when when I had kids, she was so fucking active as a grandmother that you're like that. I remember looking at her going and telling my kids like, this isn't who she is. Like, right. This is an act. I don't know what she and wants then from you're, you guys. And then like you're so envious. Jealous. You're envious. You're like, why didn't you do this with me? Why didn't you, you know, get on the floor and roll around with me? You, 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 wanted that. Yeah, you no. didn't want, yeah, you definitely yeah. didn't want my mom rolling around on the ground with you when we were kids. But it's interesting <laughs> to see how active she is. And then my dad's the opposite. My dad, who was a pretty active dad with kids, he's like literally arm's distance. Like, okay, all right, enough. Who wants to go out and have a cigar and a drink? Yeah. And mm -hmm. everyone's like... <laughs> well, he just wants he finally stuff. made it to where he can do that. It's like, I always say, like, yeah. what's going to happen when all the kids are out of the house? You're either, like, devastated that you're an empty nester or you're just, like, stoked to party. <laughs> oh, they, <laughs> like, built, they, uh, they, they built a new house, like, what, how many years ago? Five. They built a house five years ago. And I remember I said, why would you do that? And my dad was like, because we're not dead yet. And I went, what? <laughs> he goes, we're still living our life, Bert. Like, we want to build a new house. Why can't we? And I was like, I don't know. By the way, funny sidebar story to this. I did the Tampa Improv 
uh, I used to do these call six and work shows where I'd go in, do a, <laughs> do a show in the morning. I do morning radio, drink on air, and then go to the club at 10 a.m. Tell everyone, call in sick to work. Don't go to work today. Meet me at the improv. And they were insane. Sell out in seconds. They were insane shows. But I would get hammered drunk. And this show, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't remember getting off stage. I don't remember getting paid. I don't remember any of it. I know that I gave out like two of my friends' phone numbers on stage, but I don't <laughs> don't remember any of it. I don't even know. I wake up in a house I've never been in in my entire life. I wake up and it's Tampa, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I don't recognize anything. I get up and it's a nice house. I'm like, "Hello," no one's there. I'm like, "Fucking, where am I? I can't find my phone. I'm still in my jeans." I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" And I start looking around this house. And I'm like, "Oh my god, they've got a picture of my daughter in here." They've got a picture of me in here. Oh, my God. The front door opens. It's my dad. It was their new house. I had never been there before. <laughs> I thought I was in a super stalker's house. And I was like, this is your new house. He's like, oh, this is your first time seeing it? And I was like, well, other than walking through it this morning when I was blackout drunk, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, my God. So when you were kids, so what was it like? I mean, were they were you kind of latchkey? Were your parents gone working all the no. time? No. He kind of got dramatic about it. They were, they, you had like the basic structure, but our parents weren't like, do your homework. You need to do your homework. It was like, is your homework done? Okay, cool. We're good. Yeah. Well, what was the the house? Like, what were the interests? Was it a creative family or was it more like sports oriented? Was it traditional in that way? Uh, I'm interested to hear their answers first and then I'll correct them. Go ahead mm -hmm. and answer this. Sports. Yeah. Sports, sports for you, for me. Yeah. (laughs) But no, but for you, what was it like for you? I went to your practices and your games. And what was it like for you? You had you had, I had your dance. All, yeah, I you did. Had, I was I was alone. I didn't have you guys, so I had Aww. my own thing going on. Yeah, that was nice <laughs> until they separated. And uh, but no, like yeah, it was all sports, and there wasn't yeah. much structure. But it was still like I look at their parenting compared to mine, oh. and I'm like, I'm doing an awful job. Like at least we had vegetables. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain things I noticed, like stupid stuff that, like, we never had dessert. No, we didn't have dessert. Like, we never, when we went out to eat, we never ordered dessert. We never really had junk food. Oh, but like none, no, no one forced us to drink water. We were drinking like diet Cokes at a very young age. We were like, <laughs> yeah, we were like the opposite. You know, I was thinking about this literally. I was walking with Danny the other day and I'm like, we had so much crap, like Oreos. Mm. We had like every, I mean, it, we, we, we just Gold, ate. Golden gr- Grahams, light oh, cereal. Just, it's terrible. We had terrible eating habits. I mean, yeah. yes. Meanwhile, mom was drinking green juice and being st- super healthy, but no, you know, yeah. we ate all We all were like eating Fritos. Um, <laughs> my, my dad would, my dad would make a burger and he would make it rare. Ugh. And if, and, you couldn't really give him much pushback because he was like, you're going to be fine. Just eat it. And you'd be mm. like, and now adversely, I love rare meat. Like I love rare meat. Yeah. Yeah. So you played sports. What did you play, Bert? Uh, baseball. At what position? Uh, all over the map. Most predominantly like catcher. Were you high? Was it high school ball? Yep. Played in high school. Played all growing up. Played in high school. And it's interesting because I don't, I'm I, I speak in hyperbole. So when I say something, it's always going to be up to here. But like, yeah. I'm not as, I'm not that active a parent in my daughter's extracurricular life. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to be kind to myself, but like, I never coached any of their teams. And my dad coached all my teams. I mm-hmm. never, I'm, I don't, I, 
I'm on the road a lot, so I I seldomly go to that went to their games. But if I was in town, I went to the games. But like I just missed a lot. And the opposite was my dad. My dad was at every, coached every team at every game. If he wasn't coaching at every baseball game, and uh, and it's interesting because I thought that's the dad I'd be, and it's not. Mm. Well, what, it's, is it? Do you think it's circumstantial though, just because you're on the road, yeah. or or is this? Is you just don't have it in you, you know? Uh, no, I well, I, I first of all, I'm very competitive, and, and I try to hide that. I don't let people know about it. So early on, when Georgia was playing softball, I had to take a vape pen into the outfield and get in the outfield because I got so angry at the way the coaches were coaching. Because I played mm. like competitive baseball, meaning like went to go play college, was recruited by a couple colleges, like I. And and legit know what I'm talking about when I play baseball. And I'm watching a coach fuck with my daughter's swing, and I'm losing my shit. And my oh, wife's like, yeah. make a vape pen to center field and chill the fuck out and enjoy <laughs> your daughter's softball. <laughs> Annie, so what about you? I mean, what, did you play sports? I did volleyball for a while, for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I did track. I tried basketball, but I didn't like it at all. It was a little too, like, aggressive. And Mm. then did you guys, did you always know, was Bert always the funny guy? You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's hard because you grow up with it. So that's just who he was. Mm. But now looking back, you look and you're like, okay, maybe, I mean, like chains and speedos. Like it just, to me, that was just like, oh, that's my brother, you know? Or it's like you, none of the other kids in the neighborhood but, were really. But is comparative to the other kids in the neighborhood? Were you like my right. brother's nuts? Um, I think I it, what's interesting. I, I'll I'll tell you a word that you used to say when I when I was being myself or be, or being a larger oh. version of myself. She would Annie would go stop showing off, and it would yeah. fucking yeah. shut me down. That would, yeah, I would be like. I'm trying to get friends for us. We're new to this fucking neighborhood. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, it was a lot of, it was a lot of like, you're showing off or that didn't happen. That's oh, not God. That was the other one. But it wasn't like, none of it was intentional. It just was like me genuinely being like, that's not the story. That's not what happened. <laughs> they still do that. They still do that today. I try and stop myself now because you're the storyteller. Were you a ba- were you a, a, a <laughs> decent student, Bert, or were you like I am? Just want to make people laugh and get through this. Uh, yeah, I was not a good student. I was not. I, I to this day, I don't. I never understood how to take notes. Like, and they were like, "All right, take notes." I was like, "What part do I write down?" Yeah, what's yeah. taking yeah. notes? At yeah, all. like, how about we? You guys, were you guys? Uh, did you have a, I, I was just reading notes here, the, the, the levels of anxiety that your dad put upon you. Talk <laughs> about that a little anxiety. bit. Yeah. We all deal with anxiety. Why Why is that? Where, where does that come from? Ooh. Where does it come from? She's These I'm two the have worst. probably handled it the best, but she probably has the worst anxiety, I, I think. But when we talk about anxiety, are we talking about actual like clinical anxiety where it's, cause I had that for almost a year of not being able to leave the house and feeling like sick to my stomach and like losing my fucking mind pretty much, you yeah, know? And I then of course there's that. your, you know, you, you did. I had that two years ago after I had my first son, I had it like oh, six really? months after I had him, but you know, I work, I work at Disney. So Mm-hmm. I was going to work every day and I knew if I stopped going to work, I would never go back. Mm. So I just, I just white knuckled. Wow. So were work. you, were you going to work anxious at work trying to oh, manage I was, your day? 
I was going into like conference rooms, shutting the door, crying, calling a psychiatrist. Ugh. Like it was really bad. And then I didn't really know what to label it as, but I was just having panic attacks at work. And then it makes it so much worse when every family member calls you at work to check on you. Mm. I'm like, you guys are making me feel legit crazy now. <laughs> like to make sure wow. I'm still around. I was like, can everyone stop checking on me? I'll figure this out. Do but you yeah. remember the moment it was triggered, like, you know, six months after the kid and you're like, wow, I feel weird. Or did it hit you like a ton of bricks? It just hit me. It just yeah. hit me out of nowhere. And that's the worst yeah. kind where you can't label it. There's nothing that triggered it. You're like, yeah. wait, oh my gosh, I really am losing my mind. Did oh my have, God. I had the same, you, I had the same thing. I had the same thing. I was going to crazy girls, which is on La Brea. In, in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. On La Brea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. And I was walking in and my friend John was ahead of me and, um, I felt like my heart just exploded. I mean, I, I oh, went, I dropped down to a knee worst. and I couldn't breathe. And you know, that I just went, got flushed with adrenaline and I was just like, oh, and I was like, John, you couldn't hear me. And I got my shit together. And, and that was the beginning of the end. Honestly, it was that moment that then set it off, you know? Yeah. And then you just wait for it to happen again. Yeah. Then it's just yeah. like waiting. Oh yeah. God. I would think in, I would think in order to really, cause I've, I've never, I mean, I've had anxiety, but I've never had like I've never suffered from anxiety, you know? Um, so I would think that if you do, and at some point you have to kind of do the work to figure out where the... <laughs> that is totally coming from someone who's never suffered from anxiety. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you have to kind of distill it down to like where it could yeah, be coming from. Yeah. I mean, in order to or really understand it. Or you could just start drinking. Right. <laughs> or you it, medicate. Yeah, like it's the problem right. with but, problem with panic a lot of times. I don't and I'll say this from growing up. I had them when I was younger and I didn't know what they were. So mm. like I, I didn't know what they were. And I would just be like, I'd go into my parents' room and be like, I'm watching Johnny Carson and Johnny Carson's yelling at me. Like I feel like he's mm -hmm. yelling. And and his head's real small. I feel like his head's tiny and he's shouting at me. And I and I and, and my the parts of my toes right here where the nail meets the skin i feel like it's folding in and my, mm. and, I, and my and my dad would be like you're fine go to bed like not uh, clearly and I, I don't think there's an over exaggeration my parents weren't uncaring but they just did they didn't know it was anxiety they were like you're just go back to mm. bed you're gonna be fine mm. and so i mean i remember one time very candidly I, I had a realization that one day my dad would die i was watching tv and someone died and i went i thought holy shit, one day my dad's gonna die and I can't stop that. And I start spiraling out. I'm probably 10 years old. I know that because I was sleeping in your room. I, we never, by the way, I never, I didn't start sleeping by myself until I was probably like 14, okay? Oh, like, wow. really? Oh yeah, I slept with my parents up until I was 10. And then at 10, we moved in a new house and then me and her slept in the same room. All of us. At, all of us. Yeah. And then and then it, at like, uh, at, when I went to high school, I was like, maybe I should probably start you know, get my own room. But I remember, I remember realizing my dad was going to die, and I went into his room. I was ten; I had to be ten years old. I went into his room, and I woke him up. And very accurately, what what is it like if you wake dad up? What's his reaction? He jumps. He's motherfucker, cocksucker. What the fuck? Yeah. And I said, Dad, Dad, I just, I just had a weird thought that one day you're going to die, and I can't stop it. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, and you're going to die too. Go back to bed. And I went, I'm dying? And all of a sudden I'm like, fuck! 
And then, and, and for me, it was the actualization that one day everything's going to go black and I can't stop it. And oh. I, and, yeah. And so panic attacks ah. have, have gone through our family and I think we've all dealt with them. And coronavirus has made it exponentially worse. Even for you now, currently? Oh, currently, yeah. You wake up every morning and do like a, okay, throat feels good, mm. no temperature, no fever. Oh, yeah. No, but then I go, does it feel good? No, does it, do mm-hmm. I feel something? Is that allergies? Oh, shit. Let's go get tested. Wait, where yeah. did you guys get this? You guys yeah, have, yeah, where like, did this it's, come this from? Is, so it's almost like you have this collective anxiety. <laughs> Right, it's like a it's a codependent and anxiety. We all call each other, and yeah. we're like, "You're fine, you're fine," but you should go get tested. Right, right. <laughs> so it's and it also sounds like you were super close. I mean, you didn't leave her room. You were you shared a room together. Yeah. Were you protective of your sisters? I think yeah. so, but I was also I wanted the protection also. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good question. Were you protective of Bert? But your personality, it didn't seem like it needed protecting. My personality you know I mean? was like was like sink or swim. I realized I well, like first grade, I had horrific anxiety attacks, and that my dad dropped me off, and I realized what if he dies going to work and I never see him again, and I had mm. a hor- horrible so- separation anxiety, and so I cried, I cried aggressively all through the first week of first grade every day mm-hmm. to the point where Miss, Mrs. Thompson had to sit me at the front of the class and at a desk facing the class and hold my hand while she taught the class. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I just cry look at, looking at the other oh. kids. Going, what if they don't come back? And then slowly they'd be like, our parents aren't coming back. <laughs> you send the whole fucking class Everybody's into a massive anxiety attack. Yeah. And so I think my personality was... And, and and I would say Annie is a shy person. And I think inherently I'm shy, but I think my personality is almost like, uh, um, shit, I don't get the luxury of being shy. I need to start being some somebody. I need to start, I don't know. I, it was, it was, I was trying to explain this to my daughter, Isla, taking her to school the other day. And I was like, hey, first day of high school sucks. Is they were doing like a, a distanced thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first day of high school stuck, sucked. And I was trying to tell her my first day of high school. I went to an all-boys Catholic high school. She goes to an all-girls Catholic high school. I said, it's never as bad. You think it's bad for you. It's bad for everyone. Everyone feels the same. And I told her, I, I, and this is how bad my parenting is. We're driving so you're on the one. You're going to die someday. <laughs> uh, worse. I said, <laughs> I, said, uh, I said, listen, my first day of school, I went to all-boys Catholic high school. I didn't know any of the kids. I knew like four of them. I, the day I get there, one of them is chewing tobacco, Pat Fagan. And I'm like, okay, clearly he's older than me. Well, you I'm, grew up with him. Yeah, but he was chewing tobacco. And I'm oh. like, I don't chew tobacco. I'm not that grown up. Like, I'm, I'm still a child. And I go, first period was PE. I'm like, I'm good at sports. I'll just get into a game with some kids, and that's how I'll make friends. And these mm. kids were all Cuban with mustaches dunking. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not even good at sports at the school. And so we go into the locker room, and he's like, hit the showers. And I'm like, hold on, we got to get naked in front of each other now? Like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and I look in the showers, and there's 10th graders, 11th graders, 12th graders, uh. and 9th graders, and I'm 14 years old. There's 18, 19, probably 18 to 14 in this thing, and I'm terrified. That sounds terrible. And now uh. Isla's like, good God, what happened? I said, well, what I didn't realize is all the other boys were terrified too. So I, that's the right. lesson I'm trying to teach her. I go, right. 
just as scared as you were. You're it's you're in your head. They're in their head too, baby. But it's so funny. Just just going just going back for a second. You know that. I remember as a young kid, probably around the same age that you were, that I would think about what death was and that it was just pure blackness. And I couldn't wrap my head around this idea that I wouldn't exist anymore and where would I be? And I, I, it used to drive me insane where I'd have to shake my cobwebs out and, and start over because mm. it would take me down a, a, a rabbit hole. You're I, talking, I can you're talking I can about to every, every morning at four in the morning for me. Four in the morning, I wake up and I think one day it'll be black. Oh, gee, yeah, really? Just black. This is so dark. Yeah, Why do you have to yeah. think about it? It's just a reality. Now let it go. Oh, yeah, but, but whatever, for whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you need to like go do ayahuasca or something. <laughs> oh, my yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Take a go on a tour. Go yeah. on a journey, this is man. Me thinking ayahuasca. Sip, sip, sip. I don't think I want this inside me anymore. Right. <laughs> Do you guys smoke weed or, or, or eat weed at all? Um, no, I haven't more. during the pandemic, really, because I'm trying to preserve my lung capacity. Right. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just wondering because you know sometimes that helps anxiety. I mean, sometimes it can exacerbate it, but then some. But other times it can actually settle you down. You know. Yeah, uh, I have a friend who says I like to do it because I like to confront my anxiety, and I'm like, I definitely don't feel like confronting anxiety. Oh God, no! I'd like to find the mm -hmm. one that settles you down. Yeah, I keep going I into weed stores, that. going, "Do you have one like Xanax?" Yeah. And they're like, "Well, you can take Xanax." I go, "Yeah, I don't want. I already have that. I need yeah. the one that feels like Xanax." <laughs> Right. Yeah. But Cotty, did you did you get through it? I did. I went to a CBT therapy or cognitive behavioral yeah. therapy yeah, for yeah, about yeah. like six months. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's and it was we, a game changer. A total game changer. Um, uh, isn't it crazy? Our brains are so fucking nuts. Now, Cotty, when you were born, so you're 10 years younger than your brother, um, eight from Annie. And, you know, did it change the dynamic for you guys when Cotty was born? Like, was it very different because she was such a baby? And were you helpful? Were you more helpful to your parents? I was. I mean, not that you weren't. No, yeah. They were good together. I was like, I was seven, seven, eight. So it was like, I had like a baby, a baby doll. You know, so that was the fun thing for me was it's like, ooh, there's a baby in the house. You know, you two were more like you guys were we pretty were close. really close. Growing yeah, up. yeah we were such a big age difference. Like I remember when I had separation anxiety in fourth grade, that's when you went to college. Mom and dad were like, if you can make it through the week, like do the full week, then you can go visit Bert in Tallahassee this weekend. And mm -hmm. looking back now, I'm like, that was so selfless of him because I would never. Oh, whenever he would go back to school, yeah, you, Ooh, my parents good. had to take her to the gas station yeah. down the street because they would pull over so that she could say goodbye again. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I, I we forgot so about close. that. Yeah. We were really yeah. close. Cotty being born brought a lot of joy to our family. I think, I think our family was fun. We were good, but we were like typical boy daughter family I, I see families now that they just have a boy and a girl and i go you're not i always think you're not going to go for one more like mm. like two girls two boys a different dynamic but with us when Cotty was born all of a sudden our family was like a, a lot funnier a lot funner like because mm -hmm. Cotty was a little different 
of a of a person. And, and to this day, I, I always thought Cotty was the funniest person in our family, yeah. without a doubt. No, I am. But she, <laughs> 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 and she was and she was very grown up in the way she would. Like my friends would come over and they would, like, Cotty would kind of fuck with us and and my friends were in high school and she would you know she would say she it was it was, it was like a perfect example i took her to a party in college when she was maybe in fourth grade was fourth grade in fourth grade and we put <laughs> wow. a fake monkey around her neck and she went and collected money for the keg and she collected like four hundred dollars and we were like oh we have a gold mine and so we just took her to parties with a monkey around her neck and she just made cash and then she'd call up like on a on a Sunday and be like, hey, in Tallahassee, she's in fourth grade. Hey, we're at the bowling alley. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, we're at the bowling alley. I'm here with the Tridelts. You should come over and bowl with us. All of a sudden, all my <laughs> friends are like, fuck. That's, I mean, she was a lot of, a lot, that brought a so lot weird. of le levity to our weird. family. It's weird. Like it. I'd meet, I met one girl at one of your parties late night. And she's like, do you want to come to our house and hang out? And then I went, to the Tridel house the next day. She moved into the Tridel yeah. house. Like and that's so weird that I was in fourth grade. It fourth is grade. It is pretty crazy. Where was mom and dad? At home. Yeah, uh, yeah it was weird because they, they would let me fly. Remember that? Yeah. I think it was like the time was so different, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're at college, Bert, you were considered uh, the top partier at the number the one. I read that. I read that. What does that even mean? In the country. <laughs> Yeah, Rolling Stone. Now, is this like something Rolling we're proud Magazine, of? Or? Yeah, it's the reason I'm sitting here today. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I actually tried to. I actually tried to uh, move past it when I moved to Hollywood. And I had a buddy very wisely one time say to me, um, he said, "Hey man, I noticed that you're like kind of like trying to ignore that part that that article was written. It was in Rolling Stone Magazine. They wrote a six and a half page article about me calling me the number one party animal at the number one party school." And it was a really big deal. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life. I moved to New York. Um, Will Smith discovered me within doing stand-up from six months, mostly because of this article. And it gave me a career. It got, I started doing television wow. and uh, had my own TV show, followed by another you know, development deal after development deal after TV show. And my buddy said to me, I feel like you're really kind of like pushing this article away. Like you don't want to acknowledge it. And I said, well, I'm past that. That's not who I am. He goes, no, no, no. You should never think that. He goes, mm. if you hadn't moved to L.A., I wouldn't be in L.A. And he goes, mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have moved to L.A. without that article. So you need to be grateful that that article was written. Cool. And I was, Can we go, let's go back for two seconds. Like, yeah. this article was written about you in Rolling Stone. How, how, does this, how does this happen? Like, how does Rolling Stone write an article about the number one party or at the number one party school? How, does, how do they find you? So they were trying to write an article about Florida State. And so they mm -hmm. called, like, four people at Florida State, and they said – we want to write an article about Florida State. It had been just voted the number one party school in the nation. Mm -hmm. And they're like, do you have someone we could stay with? And every, they, it happened that the four people they called were all friends of mine who thought I was fucking with them. So they mm -hmm. called, they said, oh, call Bert, call Bert. So this guy at Rolling Stone called and uh, my buddy Blair answered. I was in the middle of a bong hit. We were about to go play Frisbee golf and he pissed himself. My name's Eric Hedegaard. I'd like to do an article about the school, I'd let, I need a liaison. Everyone's recommended you. Would you be cool with me staying with you for a week? And I exhaled my bong hit, and I was like, sure. He was like, were you just doing a bong hit? And I was like, yeah. He was like, dude, you're perfect. So then he lives <laughs> with me for a week. We party a lot because I don't know that I'm – I don't know the article is going to be about me. 
Yeah. They go to write the article and then they just kind of thought it would be a better article if it was about a kid. Mm. And so I was 26 years old. I would 25. I'd spent six and a half years in college. And so they just, <laughs> they just wrote an article about me and it, cha it changed my life overnight, like overnight. Wow. Yeah. It gave me the confidence to try stand up. I tried stand up. And then, like I said, everything kind of made sense to move to New York and start doing stand up and, you know, six months in, Will Smith discovered me, and it was, a, and then all of a sudden, I was, I was off the races. And did Will Smith discover you at a club? Yeah, his people did. His people saw me, and they're like, "I think Will would like you." And I've, yeah. I've told the story a number of times, but then I met yeah. met him at a studio, and yeah, and we hung out for the day. We went and saw a movie together. <laughs> and uh, what did you guys wild, think man. when that was happening for your brother? Did you think that he was going to have the kind of career that he had? And has no, or no. no, I remember you getting offered like a job to be a radio host in Tampa or something. Dad's like, you should have taken it. You should have taken it. It sounds, it sounds, yeah, it sounds weird. I, maybe, I don't know if you guys, I, and I speaking respectfully, but I don't know if you guys can wrap your head around how foreign the idea of being in the entertainment business is to the average person. Mm -hmm. Like it, the idea that you would move, that you would have the balls to move to New York. I mean, I think, I think I do this for a fact. If I ever run into anyone from Tampa in LA, I take a second extra to be like, I never run into people from Florida here. Like mm. there's a young lady went to the same high school Cotty did, Academy of the Holy Names, and she works at the Starbucks by my house. And I take a minute to be like, hey, don't give up. Like no one, no one ever does this, mm -hmm. you know? And so the idea that, that you could, my dad, I remember when I, the first time I made more money than my dad, and he was like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why people are paying you to do this at all like I don't I can't give you any advice like I don't know how to parent this sure you know <laughs> and so so like I and so I can definitely it's it's almost like one not not crack the code for Hollywood but once you work in Hollywood you go oh you just gotta not give up that's it that's all it is and not be a dick don't hurt people's feelings just always show up on time be friendly don't get too drunk. Have a good time. Like there's so like mm -hmm. the cheat codes aren't that difficult. Yeah. But so many people come out here with so many issues that like regular people look at it and go, and we were, we grew up very regular. The idea that I remember, I remember seeing myself on TV for the first time. You don't, you don't know what that's like. Meaning like the idea that you got on television, like I'm on, like I was walking by a television and I was on television and I was like, shut the fuck up. I'm looking at mm -hmm. me on television. Like it, that's a mind fuck, a mm -hmm. mind fuck. What was your experience seeing your brother for the first time? Do you remember what that was? I didn't think much of the Rolling Stone article. I was like, meh. It just kind of happened. I remember uh, my I mean, alarm went off. My alarm went off for work and it was about like, they were talking about you on the radio. And I was like, what? That's a weird way to wake up. And then I just went to work. And then like the FedEx guy came in and they were like, hey, are you the same Kreischer? And so that happens, like so that mm. starts happening in life where they go. But you have no, you didn't have any like joy or excitement or anything for him. You're just sort of like whatever. Nah, just just like, eh. Yeah, it's like okay. You know, <laughs> I like, like that. nobody I like cares. Crazy. Like this is weird. I mean, I remember in college you were on the X show, and I went down to the lobby because I didn't have cable in my room, and I was like, this is too hard, but I'm happy for him. And then I moved out here. You know what? It didn't start resonating for me until recently. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You know, yeah, until recently. Until recent. But it's honest. Like, like 
it, it, it was recently that I was like, wherever I drive, I see billboards now. And I'm like, that's weird. Mm. I wonder how that must feel like to be him. Yeah. What was interesting is I remember moving out here. I moved out here at 22, right when I graduated. And he told me, just go work at an agency. Work at an agency for two years. And then after that, you can do whatever you want. And everyone kept telling me when I moved out here, they're like, you're going to be a publicist. Just just go to work at a publicity firm. And it it irked me where I was like, I never want to be in publicity. I work in a publicity department now, but it irked me. And I was like, no, I'm never going to work in publicity. But there's it's a weird feeling when you were raised in a normal town and then you move to LA and you start noticing the competitiveness amongst like even normal peers at like agencies or management companies that it's unsettling. And I always remember watching Bert help his friends and, and being genuinely happy for people when they succeeded. Mm. And I was like, that's so rare. I felt like that was so rare just in Los Angeles. So it always made me happy now that he's has it for himself. I'm like, you know what? That really paid off that he always wanted to help people get jobs or, you know, like I always, I was like, but he never like really- genuinely happy for him. <laughs> But, but I feel, I do not feel that way. No, but, 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 but yeah, so I was like, you know, I mean, I'm genuinely happy I'm for you. So you busted happy. your ass to get you where did. you are. Yeah. And we would have fun with you when we were, you know, visiting you in New York and changing our sleep schedule to be at a comedy club all night. But you know what I mean? Like you really busted your ass. So it's yeah. been cool to see you evolve to where you are now. Mm. No. When you went to New York, Annie, what were you doing? Oh, where was I? I have no Hawaii. idea. Why? I think you I was in Hawaii. Hawaii. I was Ooh. in school in Hawaii. Ooh. I what went is- to a few schools and then landed in Hawaii to kind of wrap it all up. Was it great? <laughs> oh yeah. I like Sounds the way great. I like the way you put that. That's good. Yeah, I had to wrap it all up. And then I and then I moved out here. So did you guys all come out like sort of one by one to LA? I mean, and this is where home is now. Yeah, he came out first. Right. And then I came out maybe a year or two later. Yeah. And then Cotty came out a year later after I came out. Mm. And then. And you guys all, and you guys are all like pretty tight right now. Mm-hmm. Meaning, yeah. You see, you get to see each other all the time. Do you make it a point to be together and, and, and you know? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say probably, um, probably more than the average siblings. Mm-hmm. When, when we, when they first moved out, they moved in together down the street from me and my wife. And uh, they were like... No, I lived by myself yes, for a year. For a year. You had your first... When you had Georgia. And I was with you guys, I think, every day. Every day. Every day. And then she moved out. I mean, I was still with you guys a lot. Oh, that's right. You guys lived over there. But they would... Like, we would... We would... Monday nights, we'd go to their house and watch Monday Night Football, and they'd come over, we'd grill. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, my daughters are way more affectionate, 100% more affectionate with them and have a clo- very, very, very close relationship with them, mm-hmm. more so than with me. I mean, my daughters don't hug me, but with the, my, if either of them walk in the house, both my daughters go to them immediately. Like, <laughs> They love yeah. their aunties. Yeah. Do you, does everyone have kids? Cotty does. I do not. Cotty, how many do you have? Two. Three three years old and four months old. Uh-huh. I have baby Bert, we call him. Baby Bert? Oh, do you? Oh. He's oh. 100%. Bert's wow. like, how did I not have this kid? It is Bert. <laughs> 
but it's oh, not that it's like it's like some it's the good parts but it's a lot of the uh, the parts where you're like oh that's something bert does that drives me nuts and now i'm living with it uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's karma uh, amazing Sakara, this is our favorite. If you've been a listener of ours in the last year, you know how much we love Sakara. This is a nutrition company. It focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. So they give you organic, ready-to-eat meals. They're made with plant-based ingredients designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. And it's a menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, dinners. Uh, they change weekly, so you'll never get bored. And then it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. Along with the meals, they also offer their daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas. Uh, so it's a full, full holistic approach Oliver's favorite, their best-selling metabolism super powder. I could use some of that right now, I must say. I'm feeling a little bloated. Uh, and it's made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. All things I think everybody needs a little bit of help with. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash sibling or enter code sibling at checkout. That's Sakara S A K A R A dot com slash sibling to get twenty percent off your first order. Sakara dot com slash sibling. What is your process when you're doing your stand up? I'll find something. A lot of times I'll. It used to be I'd mishear things. A lot of times I won't notice it. It'll be something like Leanne or them will say oh, this is going in your act. And then I'll be like, oh, shit, yeah, it is. Like, I, I'll i I'll walk right past mm, it. Mm, um, mm. But usually it's like a story. A story will happen or something will happen, and I'll, ju and I'll just, I'll have to take it on the road and really work it out on stage a lot. I'm trying to think of a good example of something. Do you I write, have. do you write shit? I mean, do you write down or do you just, mem you put it in your phone or you got memory, you just memory yeah, stuff? I write, I write some stuff, like, uh, and then I'll put it down and then, uh, it's a little seeds. You plant little seeds all over, and then when you start to work an hour, you take these big tentpole stories of of that you know work. Or sometimes you write a joke. I'm not really much of a joke joke guy. Mm -hmm. I'm more stories. story guy. Yeah. And sometimes like little things, like I, I misread words. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm dyslexic, so I'll read uh, ingenious and indigenous or muscles or m as Muslims. And so mm -hmm. and so I I. Little things like that, and, and when you build an hour, little things like that add in great on big stories. So you can, if you can get the laughs per minute up on a big story, but like I, but stuff will happen, and then you'll just write it down. I'm trying to see if there's anything I wrote do down. You, do you girls, do, oh. do, your sis, do your sisters, do your sisters, do you tell them straight up? I mean, are you like, Bert, that, that's no good, that sucks. I mean, are you involved in at all in his world of, of writing jokes, or does he... Does he try them out on you guys at all or no? Not really. No, not really. No. That's no. probably no, a better thing. It, it's, and I don't think, like, my dad's never seen me perform live. I don't think. Really? I, yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Really? Yeah, he won't. He, he doesn't want to watch me. Why is that? Because it makes him very uncomfortable. It makes him nervous. It, like, he would absolutely hate to do it himself. 
Mm-hmm. So it makes like he almost experiences the anxiety of ha- being forced to do oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I just, so if anything on TV, anything, he'll, anything. he'll have somebody else watch it. And once you say, no, dad, it was good. He'll go, okay. And then he'll, oh, wow. he'll think so about it. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. But I don't think he, he's watched any of your specials. He has a, yeah. Would you be, would you be, if your dad was coming to see a show, would that mess you up or would you be excited about something like that? It doesn't even register. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah. Cause I, he just never has. And it's like, it's almost like if you, like you talk to a kid who grew up without a father and he's like, yeah, I don't know. I just never had one. And it, mm-hmm. no, I don't mean like it's that dramatic, but like, right. He's never watched me before him. So it doesn't matter. And if he did watch me that, I guess that would be fine. I don't, I've done it so long now that I, that, it wouldn't affect the way I perform at all. But you, you don't care one way or another. No, I don't care. No. Whatever makes him happy. If it, if yeah. he, does, if it makes him uncomfortable to watch me, and I imagine it would make me uncomfortable to watch one of my daughters do stand up about me. That's the other yeah. thing is like when I do stand up, right. when you talk about my process, I, I, whatever I was explaining to someone, whatever, however I hear, however I remember a story, I just remember the funny parts. I don't remember some of the details that maybe are important in a story. Like, I just remember the shit that made me laugh. And that's the part of the story I tell back to you. And sometimes with my dad, he'll be like, that never happened. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it totally happened. He's like, no, like, I remember one time I was telling a story about first grade. And I said, my dad drove a van. And he goes, never had a van. And I was like, he did have a van. Yeah, he did have a fucking van. But the thing I remember is the fucking van. He doesn't remember the van at all. Oh, God. And so, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he, but oddly enough, the last time I was in Tampa, I was doing the Tampa theater and they had planned out that my dad would come run out on stage. He was in the green room. He'd come out on stage, rip his shirt off, and take get a picture with me. And you could feel him shaking. And they videotaped it. And so he came Aww. out, ripped his shirt off, put his arm around me. His arm's trembling. Gives me a kiss, and he goes, I love you. And then he gets off stage, and he was high. I mean, he Man. was. Uh. He was. And they had the camera on him, and he was like, ah. Oh. Like, he really felt it. He was like, they went. Like, and then he called me. He's like, they went crazy when I took my shirt off. And I was like, yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> You're like, now you know, I didn't know Dad. he was going to do it, yeah. You're like, now you know why I do this. You yeah. were the first comedian to do all the sort of drive-ins and socially distanced shows. How how was yeah. that? Was that was it weird? Um, The first one was weird. The second one was, the first one was weird, but it was so beautiful. It was in North Carolina. It was a, it was an, Oh, like an Amer- a slice of Americana pie. It was a grass drive-in tiered in the middle of a rock quarry. It was in the middle of nowhere, mm. trees everywhere, beautiful sunset, and everyone was wow. tailgating. Everyone had their chairs out. They had uh, big inflatable couches, beds in, their pla- in the back of their trucks. One dude filled up his truck with water. And as a performer, I, I tore through my hour in like 35 minutes because I wasn't getting the response I get normally in a theater. But then as you start doing them more and more, you get more and more comfortable with what you understand the response to be. Meaning mm-hmm. the laughs I need to hear to know I'm doing well, I, it just you just had to change your bar on where it needed mm-hmm. to be. And I ended up loving it. And I mean, this sounds a little virtue signally, but you know, I ended up loving it. And it was offering work to, you know, 20 people a night that would work on my shows. We had a big production. And to my tour bus driver, all my friends, and it was allowing um, people an opportunity to get out of the house safely and and feel like they were a part of something. My sisters came out. I did the Hollywood. Rose Bowl. I did the Rose Bowl. Mm, and cool. my sisters came out. 
and they were like, and the, they t- called me right when they were leaving the parking lot, and they're like, that was so cool to be able to get, you, you say what you said, but. It was awesome. It, you felt normal. Like, <laughs> for someone who had been quarantined, we'd been hardcore quarantined because I was pregnant. And it was shortly after I had Lola and it was like so nice. It was like all we needed. The, just the two to three hours of being out and even you didn't leave your car. It was just all you needed to feel like you had social interaction again. Mm. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah. We mm. went to a, we went to a drive-in at my daughter's school um, the other night and I fucking loved it. And I, I've been doing them. I've done like, I think 60 cities. I did a ton of them. I, I did like wow. four, four runs this summer. Um, and uh, and I did I went I went to my first drive-in and we watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I had such a fun fucking time with my family. Like we all brought subs and we were laughing and and I was just thought to myself if I was drinking this would be a blast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I, I know what you mean. Um, kind of want to get <laughs> into some funny. of the things you guys are working on, and. I mean, Bert, you've got Bert Cast, the Go Big Show, the Birdie Boy Tour. I mean, what else do you have going on? Well, what's the what's the, Cabin? So what, is, what is that show? A oh, Cabin is my Netflix series. I uh, yeah. just invited. Uh, it was like a retreat into the woods for me to take care of my mind, body, and spirit, and soul. Mm-hmm. And so I'd invite comedians and people, sometimes just famous people I didn't even know. Really, I had Caitlyn Jenner come, um, and we'd spend the day in the cabin doing stuff like uh, crystal therapy or or sound baths or coffee enemas or polar plunges. Fun. And it was a blast. It was really a blast. And, 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 you know, I brought a really eclectic group of the funniest people, I think, along with some great people like, uh, like um, uh, Joe McHale and uh, Kaylee Cuoco and mm-hmm. Miss Pat. And uh, and it was a blast. That's an awesome idea. You know, I like this whole unscripted world. It's really fun. I'm sort of dabbling in it right now myself. The more that the more closer we can get unscripted projects to be what we're doing right now, the better they are. And I mm-hmm. think really, in essence, what the cabin was 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 a very elaborate podcast in a weird way with 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 cameras following you around i think Mm -hmm. why it worked so well was so many comedians are so comfortable on podcasts like as a guest of a podcast i know what i i know what i want when i'm a host right so as you tell things i and it's interesting to do this with my sisters because i've been on so many podcasts i mean i've been doing podcasts for 10 years and Mm -hmm. so I, it's interesting when they tell a story or when you tell a story, I immediately go, all right, I got to, I got to move things forward. I, I understand yeah. that I want to make sure that they, I give them everything they need. And that was what the cabin was, was a lot of people that got podcasts and had done a lot of podcasts. So when the cameras were on, they treated it in that energy, that space of like, I'll give you everything you need. I'm not going to stop talking. I don't need you yep. to cue me. I got this. I can play they with you. It. We'll have fun. How much of it was like, you know, I know it's unscripted, but how much of it was, okay, we're going to set this up and we got to do this, this and that, or was it just real free for all unscripted stuff? I would say it's all free for all. There was like, yeah. uh, this is the, you know, the, when I, you would say scripted, like at one point I waxed my asshole mm-hmm. and, and I've done that twice, by the way, I've done it twice too. I was, yeah, I, yeah. And so yeah, I was so. waxing my asshole and, and my friend, Nikki Glazer is a comic was walking up the stairs and I the just, idea Your sisters was, just didn't do anything when you said that you're like oh yeah i waxed my asshole twice and your sister total straight face like <laughs> not, not even really phased. Phased. <laughs> no 
it was it was unscripted but in a moment like that when i'm about to wax my asshole and i know nikki's walking in and i know she's my friend i know my boundaries but i still want her to feel comfortable on mm -hmm. a set and around with people filming her i had to go nikki like from a different room it's bert you're about to see my asshole. I would love for you to be a little shocked when you see it, but I want you to make the choice whether or not you'd like to see my asshole because I want it to be your choice. And she was like, I appreciate that, Bert. I'd like to see your asshole. I was like, all right. And I was like, that was about as scripted as we got. Oh, that's that's so amazing. Funny. Okay, ready? Let's do the speed round. So one word to describe Bert from each sister. Big words, big words. Um, the girls are like, oh, shit. Uh, Generous. Hey, That's like a good that. one. Generous. Very generous. Sensitive. Sen oh. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. Very sensitive. Have, okay, one word to describe Annie. Grounded. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, you're the most normal of us all. Really? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100 oh, really? <laughs> what? broken compared to you. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That's so interesting. Annie's, Annie's big thing is, Annie's big thing is just a, eh. Yeah, no, well, she does feel like this sort of grounding energy over there on that side of the frame. You know, she's huh. like, she's cool, like cool as a cucumber, it feels. Uh -huh. If one of my sisters had to call me to tell me my father was dead, I'd want it to yeah. be Annie. Really? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Cotty, how do you feel yeah. about that? <laughs> back um, to dad dying. Okay, yeah. It always comes back around to to that. Okay, one word to describe Cotty. <laughs> Uh, uh, funny. Cool. 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 Yeah. What, what do you mean? Like you're. I mean, cool. not temperature-wise. No, I figured. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> you're cool. I'm cool. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Cool. I would not describe her as cool. I she Cotty is ten times funnier than I am. Very funny. Really? Very funny. Ten times funnier than I am. And like, quick. like when we the, they came over to clean my closet, my closet was a mess. So they came over and they're like, "We're gonna we're gonna help you clean your closet." They did the same thing to my man cave, and she's very quick with her wit. Like I, mm. I got a pair of these, uh, I, I don't even know what you they said. These shoes that were just like orthopedic shoes that ultra marathoners used to run, but they'd make your feet look like duck feet. All right. And Cotty just looked at me and goes, what are you going to be doing? Kissing walls with that? And I was like, what? <laughs> she's like, there's, there's boots, there's boots you're wearing. Like very quick witted. Yeah. Yeah. So do you put that into use at all? Or is that just, no. I mean, as far as no, you don't. No, uh, never. I tried. I tried never. so hard. I was like, come out here. This is called nepotism. I will get you in this business. I will mm -hmm. get you opening. You're a cute young girl. You can get spots everywhere. I will help you with your material. Get you up and running. Trust me. <laughs> and she was like, nope. Last thing I want. I mean, yeah, I get it. If you guys could all think of one word together that would describe your relationship, what would it be? Unhealthy. <laughs> 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 Our relationship. Uh, Unbreakable? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, oh, like definitely. Much. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys no fight? Do you guys fight ever? I mean, or no. not really? Never. Not really, Never. no. Even like, even like, what, like, uh, we had a Thanksgiving where everyone was fighting at the table. Oh, yeah. And oh, that was so awkward. Every Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yeah. We like, fought this Thanksgiving because dad was opening nice wine and he's like he just guzzles oh god. it and oh then god. you got all sensitive and you're like i'll drink the shit wine dramatic <laughs> my, dad, like, my dad opened a bite a nice bottle of wine and then he's like well you gotta you gotta sip it you're not gonna just guzzle it are you and i said well give me the cheap wine because i want to enjoy my night he's yeah. like oh, why am i even opening up the expensive wine yes. and then i was like fine <laughs> i'll have a fucking expensive wine he's like but don't guzzle it and i go don't tell me how to drink and 
<laughs> um, oh. Who would your parents say was the naughtiest child who broke the most rules? Annie. No, Cotty. No, it's Cotty. It's Cotty. It's Cotty. It's definitely Cotty. Oh, really? Cotty stole a car at like 13. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cotty. Well, I, I feel like Cotty's sitting car. over there like she's got a badass vibe, but she's kind of the quiet assassin in, in, a, in a way. You know, like well, she, I think they're just so used to Bert talking all the time that they just, they just, <laughs> they just like they know they're gonna say something and Bert's gonna take over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> here's the deal: if you're going to a wedding and you're sitting with the Chrysler's, here's what you want. If you're sitting with us, mm-hmm. if you want to have a fucking time of your life, we're gonna wake up and go, oh my god. That was the greatest night I've ever had. I can't wait to look on Instagram and see what I did. You want to sit next to me, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if, if you do not like the bride and groom and you want to talk shit about them throughout the entire night and laugh hysterically, you want to sit next to Cotty, <laughs> okay? okay? If, you are, if you are sitting the bride and groom's brother next to someone and you want that brother to go away and go, man, that was a great wedding. Sit him next to Annie. Because <laughs> Annie is just a generous, kind yeah. person. Cotty's the person that you can she will trash someone with you like like uh, like like roast someone with you and it's hilarious and i'm the person that you're is going to get you shirtless on a table right and you'll be like oh my god what a, what a trio so, i love that so great i love i love that that's so that's such a perfect way of like getting to know you guys you know or yeah. describing what it is like getting to know you guys okay who was the big tattletale i don't think any of us were tattletales but bert definitely lets things slip yeah, easier. I think it's yeah, I fuck up on accident. But not in a tattletale where it's just like, why would you ever say that? Yeah. I'm the person that gets interrogated and they're like, you know, they're talking about you. I was like, they're talking about me? Well, let me tell you what yeah. they did. And they're like, <laughs> and then I get back in the cell and they're like, you didn't say anything, right? And I was like, right, we didn't say anything. Yeah, you have the tendency to stir the pot of That's like, yeah. that's like in Goonies when Chunk is like, when they're like, you know, tell us everything. And he's like, when I was four, <laughs> um, that's me <laughs> I um, who was the most anxious kid oh, easy Cotty. Cotty. and then adult or now like right now I think it's a tie between me and you not even close see my anxiousness is is weird because I power through a lot of it and just like I, I just go like I had a problem flying and I went to the doctor and was like I have a problem flying he was like when was the last time you flew I said yesterday. He goes, then you don't have a problem flying. And I was like, oh, mm. cool. I guess I'll just drink at airports. And he was like, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Great doctor. Great doctor. Who's this fucking doctor? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, who, Um, which sibling has the weirdest habits? Bert, it's got to be me. Yeah. It's got to be me. I'm a weird, I'm a, I'm a weird, weird person. Um, I, I collect knives, but I have knives and hatchets all over the place. I, uh, yeah, I'm a very weird person, I think. That's cool to me. Annie, do you have any? No, not really. I I just have one. Not that I can, what is it? I put toilet paper over the hole every time. Oh, you're afraid of snakes in the toilet. Yeah. You're afraid of snakes in the toilet. No It's a big Florida thing. It's just Florida thing. Right. So you put toilet paper over the hole so you can't, so like. Just one square. So if it were to come up, I guess it would be blinded. Every single. Time. Uh, yeah, and I can't shit in the porta potty because I think I'm afraid a rattlesnake's gonna bite me in the ass. Yeah. Really? 
Wow. Wow. I guess the, I guess I guess if you put the square over, the snake comes up, and then he, he can't see because yeah. he's just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> um, which is the most extroverted? Sometimes this is surprising question. Not that surprising. Here. It's not that surprising. No. Okay. no. So I overshare. Most- I overshare. I over. I need you to like me. I want you to walk away going, God damn it, that was an exceptional human being. Yeah. And and so I I and so I I have a problem with that. I think and mm-hmm. and and in in doing that, I like I strike up conversations with people that you shouldn't talk to. Like just. Oh my god. I overshare. Is your wife like? Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, and certain and certain things. I'm a very curious person. So like. Uh, so like, if you tell me something that I find interesting, I can't let go of it. I chew on it nonstop. Yeah, you just have to ask every question. Yeah. When you were kids, what would you have thought each other would have done or been for a living? I knew you wouldn't be sitting in an office. I thought you'd be in an office. I thought you'd I thought you'd be in an office and I I thought I never thought you'd be in an office. I never thought you'd do what you're doing now. Like that's the last thing. Uh huh. Oh yeah, not at all. I think I thought I would be I kind of thought I would be like sell something, like sell cars or something. Cause I just I'm good with people and I but I'm not good at selling things. But I, I thought like Coming out of college, is I was like, I, I don't know what I'll do. I guess I'll sell carpets in East Georgia. Yeah, you're like a people person. Just right. like yeah. connecting I with people. Annie, and... I thought Anne would work with like dolphins or something. Yeah, I th- thought Annie would be working yeah, with dolphins. Like, yeah, Annie, what what do you do, Annie? I, don't, I haven't even asked you that. I'm a nanny. Oh. That's fun. How, how, what are, how old are the kids that you're working with? Well, I just stopped working for a family. Oh, I mean, not to toot her own horn, but Annie would never tell you anything about herself. She's very, Annie would rather hear you talk about yourself than tell her about your herself. But what's that like, though? You know, I mean, leaving a family after such a long time. I mean, is that is there heartbreak that goes along with that? Well, no, because I still like, I'm still in contact. You are, okay. And it really, it's not like, I, I nannied friends of theirs had tw- twins when I'd first moved out here maybe a year or two after I'd moved out here and it was just something that I kind of like fell into mm. you know so they had twins and I was with the twins for like 10 years oh wow oh, wow you know and I'm still like now they have like phones and yeah. Instagram right. so I'm like still I can still text and talk to them we we used to call her Zay Zay because my she's like Xanax to people mm-hmm. she's very mm-hmm. relaxing mm-hmm. so we call her Zay Zay and that's what my daughters call her is Zay Zay. And she's <laughs> now like this, like this, like aunt to like three other families that where the kids literally consider yeah. her their yeah. aunt, their yeah. aunt. And, uh, and like I said, she really, she, the people that she, the people that she has worked for, the people who have asked her to come work for her are people where I'm like, Oh my God, get that job. And then tell me everything about that person. And she's like, yeah, that's not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> we went, we went, me and my wife had to shoot something on Saturday and my oldest daughter was birthday party had to go to a, a socially distanced birthday party and my youngest daughter we're like she's like i'll just stay home by myself we're like no that's not happening you're 14 you're not she's like dad what's the worst that can happen i was like you're not predicting the worst that's why like you don't know mm-hmm. 
You don't know the guy that knocks on the door, help, I'm hurt. Let open the door, I'm bleeding, I need help. And you open, he's like, you're not your mind, little girl. And so, mm-hmm. so, oh God, so I your go- Your anxiety is wild. I go, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. It's awesome, it's, it's, it's so great. And she goes, well, can I just have Zay Zay, have like a Zay Zay day where I just hang out with Zay? And yeah. we were like, yeah. And so she just hung out with her for the day and yeah. loved it and was like in hog heaven. You know, Bert, just you're such an open book, right? You overshare, you know, it, is what you see what you get, man? Or or is there is there something that you keep for yourself that people don't know about or a personality trait or something that you just hold on to, you know? Or are you yeah, just balls no. out? No. Yeah, I get. Yeah. What you see is what you get. Uh, warts and all like uh yeah like i'm not yeah. a really good listener so like i remember my best friend is a comedian is tom segura and uh, mm-hmm. we have a podcast and we've been best friends for a very long time and he said something to me the other day and i was like oh you have how many sisters do you have and he was like how do you not know and i was like I, I don't know you got one right and he was like wait how many do you think i have i was like i couldn't tell you i don't really pay attention that much and he's like i know everything about you how do you not know this about me and i was like I'm just focused on you, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What um, was your first celebrity crush? All of you? Probably Wonder Woman. Mm. Oh, Ollie. Linda Carter. Yeah. Are you shitting me, dude? That's me, like 100. percent Wait, who was your yeah. first celebrity crush? Jordan, New Kids on the Block. Jordan, oh, New Kids dude. on the Block. I don't know. <laughs> what if she said Quincy? <laughs> <laughs> The crime-fighting coroner. Matlock. Matt Colombo. Colombo. Do you remember a show called Benson? (laughs) 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 Not Benson, but the governor. Uh, Oh, my God. funny. I have no clue. I love Benson. I have no clue. No clue. Well, who's your celebrity crush right now? Oh, I've been into Magnum P.I. lately. Uh, the Tom old, Selleck. Like the, like the Tom Selleck we're, Magnum PI. Weren't far away, you know. Before and Magnum PI, we're in the same world. Um, first concert. It was the Whitney Houston and the Beach Boys. Yes, Starship. Yeah, yeah. Whitney Houston and the Beach Sarah, Boys. Starship was there. Starship. Sarah, we built this city on. Yeah. yeah. Stars Sarah, won't go in your. I remember all. Do you remember who we went with? Sarah. I remember our family. Maglions. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah, Did I go town you had to. Yeah. yeah, you had. To. You guys all went to the same concert. Yeah, it Tampa was Bay at Stadium. The stadium. It was for Fourth of July or something. Yeah, it was Fourth cool. of July, and Whitney Houston fucking brought the thunder. You were playing her national anthem the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" I cried. I was on the treadmill, and I yeah. cried watching it. Oh my it. god, it was so good. Oh, man. we have a. It's a two part. We ask it. We ask all this. All siblings, the same question. Um, the first part is. You know, if there was just, you know, there's three of you, so figure that part out. Do the math. If you can take, if you could take something from your sibling that you admire, something that you wish that you had as a part of you, what would that be? And on the flip side of that, if you could alleviate something from your sibling, take something away that you think would make their life a little bit easier, what would that be? Let's go youngest to oldest. So let's start with what you guys would like to take, you know, with, with Cotty. I'd take away her, I'd take away her anxiety easily. Yeah, definitely okay. the anxiety. And I would take, I would take, I'd steal her, her quickness. Hmm. 
I'm not as wit. quick as she is. Yeah, yeah, if I had that wit on stage, I would destructive. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, definitely anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we take that away from all of yeah, ourselves. I know, that's yeah. Just yeah. Put that out there. Oh, is that is that the universal takeaway? Yeah. Uh, none of us want <laughs> it. Hopefully, you'd want to that for me. Uh, her like she's a ball buster. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. I could use a little more of that. Yeah. Like Chintzy right. Cat. No, not Chintzy Cat. Like the ball buster. Yeah. Okay. All right. What would we take from Annie? I'd take your. Ugh. I would take your uh, ability to be grounded in the moment yeah. just be able to fucking just be chill i would love that and then what would i give you like your self-assurance that's what i would take yeah i'd take that yeah. and then what yeah. would you take, would a, take from her take away from yeah, her yeah i tell like you i take away some of your shyness yeah yeah if you just okay. be a little bit more like me i think you'd be a great person <laughs> 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 all right now what do you guys uh, want for the big guy <laughs> um <laughs> Your work ethic? Yeah. You're going to say I my do. workouts. Yeah, your workouts? <laughs> no. Your body? Um, yeah, your your work ethic. And I would say your... your <laughs> like the comfort in your own skin. Yeah. yeah. I wish yeah. I could walk into any room and just... Mm. You can mean. walk into anything. Any room. Which is the nice thing about you. If, if like you're with... If you're someone with you, you don't have to worry about yeah. anything. You know, especially being an introvert. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I can just coast along. Mm -hmm. um, what would I take oh, <laughs> out of you? Anxiety. Drinking problem? <laughs> <laughs> what would I take away from you? Probably how sensitive you are. Oh, I would love to get rid of that. I would get love to get rid of that. so much. I, I mean, get every my head time so I call you. Like, oh, I had a bad day with Georgia. I'm like. Sensitive, oh. meaning like you, you just, you just take things personally. Oh, so across the personally. board. Yeah. So personally, I uh, like some guy can make a video where he doesn't like me or, or leave a comment. And it, I mean, eat him up for days. Mm. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. But it's but it's a good trait, too, that I'm glad I have it because, you know, adversely, I, you know, if I go into a room like the back of the comedy store and I see someone that doesn't know anybody, I take a moment. Cause mm -hmm. I know what that would feel like. Mm -hmm. And I take a moment to go, Hey, you know, yeah. do, do you, I'll introduce you to everybody. And, and then I do that and then they feel a little more comfortable. Um, I definitely am a little more aware of, of how people feel in certain situations because mm -hmm. I'm so sensitive. Yeah. All right, guys, this has been awesome. Hey, thank, thank you guys. Thank you guys. so much. It was nice getting to know you. This thank was a blast. Guys. Thank you guys yeah, so much. Thank you guys. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson and Oliver Hudson. Producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mark. If you want to show us some love, rate the show and leave us a review. This show is powered by Simplecast. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash you're looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu that you can't miss. 
Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are streaming on Hulu. Then you can move on to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 